Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. Oh, talking about chugging a beer? Beers. Mitch is he's pretty good at it. <laughs> and Kyle's even better. That was impressive. Max strips it! My oh my! Khalil Mack, he is unbelievable! WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. Eddie Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. With WGN's Adam Hogue. I want you to give me fresh beer. It was the green. And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. I like beer. You put the beer in the coconut and pick it all up. You like beer, Senator? Here they are, the Adams. Go Bears! Hogan Johns. Touchdown, Bears! Man, if it wasn't uh, 10.30 in the morning as we were recording this, I'd say <laughs> we, should ha- we should have a couple. Absolutely. Hey. Five o'clock somewhere, Adam. We, I mean, we can make it happen. There's a, there's a whole fridge downstairs. We're not in the uh, WGN studios anymore. We're, we're beer drinking football guys. That's right. Apparently, the Bears are full of beer drinking football guys. Literally, beer drinking football guys. They proved it. Yes, they proved it. Not that we're condoning anything or, or promoting anything, but you know what? It's not prohibition anymore. <laughs> it, well, we don't have to. I don't understand. This is actually a topic I wanted to address. I like this. We don't have to. You be went so, to prohibition. That's well, good. Like, That's okay. Good. First like of all, it. this all started a couple weeks ago with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. Let's let's start it there. And the Milwaukee Bucks during their playoff series with the Raptors, which they ended up losing, kept putting David Bakhtiari, the Packers' left tackle, on the screen to chug beer. He's sitting there courtside, and it was awesome. I mean, first of all, beyond anything else, David Bakhtiari crushed two beers in, in, and this is not exaggeration, I think he downed each one in two seconds. I mean, it was straight down the chute. Then the second one... He's a big guy. Then they pan over to Aaron Rodgers, who can't chug a beer, obviously. I mean, couldn't even get through one. He even gave you the, the give me a minute sign. Right. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. <laughs> I uh, can't get this done. Um, and then they pa- go back to Bakhtiari, who chugs a third one. Yes. I mean, He chugged three beers in less than 30 seconds, when you, and most of that time period was them showing Aaron Rodgers struggling through one. That's impressive no matter what. Okay, uh, and then it kind of sparked this trend <laughs> at sporting events everywhere. Where well, even before Bakhtiari, though, that, that there were people who would get on the jumbotron and they would chug a beer. They don't know yeah. what to do. They got the beer in their hands, let's chug it. But go on. Well, but then you know there is like this movement on Twitter or whatever, like oh the Bucks are uh, promoting chugging beer. Like this is bad. You don't want to show the kids this. I'm like. <laughs> you know what? He's well, a grown man. Please think of the children. He's a grown man, and it's and it's also Wisconsin. Okay, as somebody who went to the University of Wisconsin, I could appreciate. We used to go to Brewer games. You know, we just drive down to Milwaukee and go to Brewer games all the time. They were a blast. What did we do there? We drank a ton of beer in the parking lot before the game. Yes. best baseball tailgating you'll find anywhere is at Milwaukee Brewer games. People. So um, anyway, uh, this then fast forward to Friday night and Mitch Trubisky chugged a beer. We're going to get to all this and we'll, I, I guess we're going to break down the beer chugging. It's June in football yes. season right here. We will grade it. This is the Hogan Johns podcast. Welcome in episode 233. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. You can follow us there. Uh, and our producer, Joe Romano at Joey Joe Row. What's up, Joe? Miss you guys. See, I got this friend named Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, no. Hi, Joey Jojo. I don't. I don't know about you though. I feel more comfortable that we don't. We're not seeing him this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird last week seeing Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Staring at us, <laughs> judging us. Uh, 
but he's the one that has to deal with us switching studios all the time. And I think he's in a different one today, too. So thank you, Joe. I am indeed. So if I sound weird, that's why. Not because I'm a weirdo. Not because you sound weird always? Mm -hmm. Different reasons. Yep, totally different. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Also, shout out to Ernie Scadden. Another open. Great open. A lot of Simpsons going on in the first five minutes of this episode. Talk about a turnaround, though. I mean, I didn't even know Ernie had that audio from yesterday. What a great open. Less than 24 hours. He's a magician. Joe, we got to save that one as our beer-drinking football guy open. Oh, for sure. And we're going to break down uh, Matt Nagy's. That was a coffee drinking. That was a, yeah, for the record, break. I'm drinking yes. coffee. I just let you go through it. I, sh- I could have said something, but... No, I appreciate it. You know, to clarify that I did not just chug a beer. <laughs> Although I would have been impressive had I done that just like in between pauses. Yes. Between sentences. Yes. That would have been nice. I-, I had a couple friends in college who could chug some beers very imp- in-, in very impressive times. Well, well, you just also, like straight like... Yeah. You, you also know, went to school in the state of Wisconsin. I did. I did. Yes. But these were Chicago kids. Yeah, well, Chicago, I think we know what we're doing, too. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, that's probably right, yes. Uh, read us at wgenradio.com slash bears. Theathletic.com is where you read Johnsy or on the Athletic app. Have you subscribed yet? Come subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify. It's all there for you. Just search Hogan Johns. Please rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that. More importantly, I say this every once in a while. I probably should say it every episode. Just tell somebody about the podcast. Word of mouth is the way to spread the word. You know a Bears fan? who loves their Bears talk year-round, tell them, hey, this is the only podcast where you can get OTAs broken down this way and also an uh, in-depth breakdown of beer chugging. Yes. Yes. The only podcast that will break down the beer chugging. Right. We should actually have a beer chug. No, we're getting no, way too- yeah. Now we're officially promoting beer chugging. <laughs> okay, never mind. Which I'm not. I'm fine with that. Yes. I'm fine with that. Well, yes. I, yeah, maybe not promoting it, but, you know, we could show videos and have some fun with the people. <laughs> All right, uh, now we're talking. The brainstorming session is, is impressive here. <laughs> we got this Ask Us Anything podcast coming up Wednesday, June 26th. Getting closer here. And uh, we had... It's 20 days. We now have half of our room filled, I believe. Half of our winners have been given away. We'll do another one in this episode as well. But uh, so we asked you last week to call in with your hottest of hot Bears takes. For 2019. And Joe Romano, who always handles our voicemails, uh, took a listen to all the entries, picked the three best ones, and these are the uh, the winners who will be uh, attending the Ask Us Anything podcast on Wednesday, June 26th in the WGN Radio Performance Studio. Let's take a listen to the winners. The Bears will win MVP Mitch Trubisky, Offensive Rookie of the Year David Montgomery, and Defensive Player of the Year with Khalil Mack, and the Super Bowl. Week one, Maggie's going to line HaHa up for a touchdown in the end zone, and he is going to score lined up against Adrian Amos. Bear down. Hoggy Cat, John Z. Babs, Jubity Joe Rhodes, Pablo Dabrowski here. I do not think that Mitchie's pretty boy assassin Trubisky gets to 50 touchdown passes this year. 45, 46, that's more realistic for him. Okay, now for the good one, the positive one. My guy, Adam. The grizzly giant Shaheens. He gets 46 catches. 30 touchdown catches and 690 receiving yards. And, oh, good good story on that guy, Adam Jonesy, baby. Oh, Khalil Mack, 20 sacks. Come on. That's happening this year. 30 sacks, let's call it. All right, Bob the Brosket, go Bears. I'll talk to you kids later. I had a feeling we'd hear from that guy. 30 touchdown catches for Adam Shaheen. Mm-hmm. Sounds realistic. Yes. The yeah. nonchalant 30 sacks for Khalil Mack got me. Right. It's like... 20, come on. That's in the bag. Let's talk 30. We're good. We're right. Good. Yeah, I thought Johnsy sold Mac short last week, too, on 20. On 20? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we also forgot Von Miller. We did, and I knew as we were having that discussion, thanks to whoever pointed that out on Twitter, we were having that discussion. I'm like, there's another big name here. Yes. And I, I know we're leaving somebody out. It was Von Miller. And it was Von Miller, who's pretty good at He's been second quarter. player of the year, too. Yes. Yeah. We forgot him. Um, it happens. Right. So uh, those are the uh, the hottest of hot takes. It, it, yeah, I got to say, Joe told me before the podcast that our voicemails were not in midseason form yet. 
you know, it's mid-off season, so I guess that was mid-off season for him. Yeah. But uh, I'm looking forward to the regular season. I, I, I'm already at the point where I can't wait to start breaking down games. It's June. Well, I am going to take advantage of the next month off. Okay. But... Please do that. But, 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 anyway. then, but then I am looking forward to football. So just in terms of what we've been seeing, can I say something about the, the Grizzly Giant, Adam Shaheen? Sure. He's been good every single day in opening OTAs. Every single day we've been able to see. Every single day we've been able to see. I said open. He had an outstanding training camp last year. Yeah. He he looked really, really good. I, and I still vividly remember driving around Denver, listening to Denver Sports Radio, and they were raving about the Bears tight ends. Yeah. They were like, these Bears tight ends are running all over this Broncos defense, which was, by the way, a pretty good Broncos defense. And they were impressed with Adam Shaheen. That wasn't coming from us. That was coming from these Broncos guys at Broncos Radio Row, remember, uh, next to the practice field? There was like 10 tents, yeah. yes. Uh, and and that they was, have that many Denver Broncos radio stations is beyond my understanding. But yes, go on. And then he gets ends up getting hurt in that game that Saturday yes, yes. in Denver and just was never the same. So if he's healthy and, uh, you know, you wrote about his off Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. He looked... He made a one-handed catch yesterday where Trubisky put it out there pretty far. Uh, got it, made a one-handed catch, and the sideline went pretty nuts. Three cones started dancing around. So, look, we'll see what happens. I don't want to call him Kevin White, but his story is kind of like Kevin White's. Just got to stay healthy. That's it. Just got to be on the field. Uh, yeah, I think... <sighs> That's, that's fair to bring that. Like, I don't know what type of numbers but I will he'll s- put up for a full 16-game season, but when healthy, he will give you something more than what you have seen. But in terms of Kevin White, Adam Shaheen has already shown more to me in practices and preseason okay, that's training fair. Yes. than Kevin White yes, ever did. Because like, that was... there. I had a huge uh-oh moment right at the start of camp last year with Kevin White, which was like, okay, he's finally healthy, he looks great, and then like we're a week into camp, and I'm like, this dude's a nothing. Yes. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, pads are on, real reps out there, and you, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, okay. Well, it's just as far as the because I was willing to give him a chance, yeah, yeah. with the injuries, and then it was just like, okay, this look, guy's- you and I aren't scouts. We we don't analyze every single step they take out there like scouts or coaches do. But we've seen a lot of football. We've seen a lot of players come and go. In terms yeah. of the eye test, the first time we saw Kevin White, you're like, oh, he's big, but like this guy's seventh overall pick. Yeah. Compared to like when Eddie Jackson or Tariq Cohen showed up in rookie minicamp and then in training camp, like, oh, they have something here. Eddie Jackson right away was like, oh, this guy is all over the field. They might have a special safety here. I, I never saw that in Kevin White. What, one under the radar receiver, too, that I've been impressed with, and again, OTAs, they're wearing shorts. The, you know, they're not in pads. So we'll see what it looks like in training camp. But Marvin Hall. Yeah. He made a big catch yesterday. This guy uh, sort of overlooked after they go out and they they draft uh, Riley Ridley and they they sign Emmanuel Hall uh, after the draft. It's already a deep position group, but did this guy this guy looks pretty yeah, decent? Yeah, Ke- Kevin Fishbay mentioned this uh, at the end of his takeaways. Read about it in the, in the Athletic. Uh, Trubisky went deep to him uh, yesterday during OTAs, and there were like two or three guys in coverage, and this ball was lofted perfectly. Over all three of them, dropped right into the basket. Still kind of a difficult catch because Marvin Hall is not the biggest guy. I think it was Kyle Fuller or, or maybe it was Deion Bush came flashing through to try to get a hand on the ball but missed. And it, it was quite the uh, perfect throw, perfect catch situation at OTAs. Again, yeah. they're in shorts, they're in T-shirts, no pads are on, but you like to see that. Yeah, I... It, uh, before we get out of here, I want to get some more take takeaways from OTA. So next week is the the uh, mandatory mini camp, which um, real basically everyone's been there already. Matt Nagy actually yesterday wanted to make it clear that their attendance has been one hundred percent. Then why did he say ninety eight percent the other day? <laughs> well, because I, I think he was referencing injured guys, maybe. And and I think every once in a while a guy misses a day here or there. Yes, for yes. something. Yes. Um, that happens, but they have in terms of holdouts or anybody. You know, no, really no, not, no, 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 no. Not a, being around. It's not even like uh, the Le'Veon Bell situation where he's just not going to be there until he is paid to be there. It's not like that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so we'll get some more takeaways from OTAs before we get to minicamp. This weekend's the Bears 100 celebration, which, uh, you know, it'll be interesting. This is something, this is just a personal thing with me, but in general, I'm not a huge fan of these team conventions. Well, this isn't like the every year Cubs, Blackhawks, right. Sox convention. That's why I, it's a little different. It's you, you, you don't have... And usually with these conventions, you only have like a handful of ex-players come by. I mean, everybody's going to be there. Yes. So many. I mean, Dan Pompey's story on Gail Sayers. Phenomenal. Who's, who's you know, really struggling right now with dementia. Yes. And quite frankly, reading that story probably should not be attending Bears 100 convention this weekend, but wants to be there. They're going to do everything they can to get them there. And I think that kind of shows you how special this thing actually could be this weekend. Oh, absolutely. There's Jim McMahon's going to be there. Who else is going to be there? I, I saw the list. I forget the list, but Devin Hester is going to be there. Everybody and anybody that you want to see related to the Bears will be there. Buckus. Buckus. Well, Buckus has been around a lot lately, though. He's giving out awards to Cleo Mack. He's waving rally towels before playoff games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like Lawrence Screeden interviews him once or twice per season on the <laughs> sideline. Yeah. He's been around. Uh, Chicago guy. Dan Hampton. Dan Hampton. Uh, I'm looking at this uh, frame thing I have on my wall here. David Terrell. Wait, I, don't th- I don't know how David Terrell is going to be. David Terrell. Legend. Still is the That's most- a legend right there, guys. Careful. Care. Yeah, I know. I know, Mr. Michigan. I, I, part- Neil Anderson's going to be there. Part of the reason I have this hanging on my wall is because I just find it so funny. And, and maybe I should take a picture of it and tweet it out. But it is Dick Buckus on the left. Dan Hampton on the right, and in the middle, David Terrell. <laughs> and it's a framed, like nicely framed, the whole backing on it. Like, it's not something where I can just go in and change the photo. I mean, I'm sure I could have it done, but I like how, I just think it's funny. That dude was so good at Michigan. And the fan in me going back to that draft was so excited when they drafted him. Boy, was he disappointing. Massively disappointing. One of these just ain't like the other. You know what I'm saying, guys? Dan Hampton didn't go to a Big Ten school. That's why it's so weird to have those three together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, Mike uh, Brown's going to be there. Mike Brown. He's kind of elusive. He was a great safety. Wasn't he? He was so good before he started dealing with injuries. He was really, really good. Um, all right, some injury updates from OTAs yesterday. First of all, Eddie Jackson, uh, according to Matt Nagy, had his foot stepped on, so he was not practicing yesterday. He said it was precautionary. Yeah, he was hopping around, cheering on his defensive mates. He was fine. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if he's at minicamp next week. <laughs> I'm always careful with this stuff. It's fine. Let's not take every... I mean, I don't... First of all, I'm not accusing Matt Nagy of being anything like John Fox when it comes to injuries. It's okay. a different different world. But like last week, he said Trey Burton had surgery a couple of months ago. Yeah. But then he clarified then he, John Fox. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, he clarified, so I'm giving him credit for that. I'm just saying at face value when he says this for the first time, I'm not sure. I'm like, oh, yeah, he just got to... John Fox would have gave us some baloney like, it's the OTAs. I don't have to give you anything about anything, you know? Well, he wouldn't have. The sky is green today. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. At least Matt Nagy clarifies some things. Took him a week, but it's fine. Yeah, I think, um, you know, 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 well done. It'd be well said. Yeah. That stuff. I think that's accurate, though. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever it means. Uh, I try not to be me in this setting. (laughs) Be you. Meanwhile, yeah. I mean, it could not be more opposite. <laughs> yes, I, that's what I mean. It could not be more. I, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm not accusing Matt Nagy of misleading the media at all. Yes. But we did, after last week's update on Trey Burton, get clarification this week that, hey, the surgery actually happened much more recently. Yes. Although I will say, Burton was at that Sox game yeah. and standing out there on the field. Yeah. So it doesn't look like... Like he's been around. Yeah. Emmanuel Hall. Are you going to get to him? Yeah, that was next can, on the go list. Ahead, go ahead. Say also it. had spurts... Spurts? Something related. Spurts hernia? Spurts hernia. Yes, he had sports, sports hernia. He had sports hernia Dealing surgery. Those spurts. So but, that was after rookie minicamp. Yes, he only survived two days. But this is, he said it was related, something similar to what Trey Burton went through. Maybe why he went undrafted, though. That's exactly how he yeah. went undrafted. It's not just he always gets hurt. It's how he deals with his injuries. Teams had issue with it. Okay, so the Bears are trying to get on top of that. We'll see if Emmanuel Hall is ready for training camp. 
um, or if this is something that lingers. I don't know. So those are your big injury updates from yesterday. None of them big. That's good. None yeah. of them were huge. Anything else? No. Injury-wise, no. I think that was it. Um, all right. Well, you heard some of this in the open. But Matt Nagy was asked about Mitch Trubisky's uh, chugging of the beer at the White Sox game on Friday. So if you missed it, uh, Trubisky, Trey Burton, the offensive line, there may have been a couple other guys, they all attended Friday's White Sox-Indians game at Guaranteed Right Field. Uh, Trubisky threw out the first pitch, had his offensive line block for him as he threw out the first pitch, and then they were all up in the suite later in the game. And threw a freaking strike, by the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't as good as mine from last year, but... <laughs> it was better than the one uh, earlier in the week, or soon... Uh, it's better than the employee the cameraman. Of <laughs> oh. I watched that about a dozen times, and I laughed harder every single time. So I was doing my pregame show when that happened, and, you know, in my head, I'm concentrating on the show, so I'm usually not watching the first pitch. And when it happened, both our producer and Andy Mazur, who also in the booth, were, like, freaking out. And I, like, didn't know what was going on because I missed it. And then as soon as I got off the air, they told me, and I was like, oh, that's funny. And I didn't realize, though, until I actually saw the video and it became such a big thing, yeah. like, what had actually happened. Yes. That's hilarious. We've seen some bad first pitches, but that is that I, monumental. <laughs> Right, because we've never seen... If it had not hit the photographer, that ball would have been in the Indians' dugout. Yes, yes. And I don't think we've ever seen, like, Baba Bowie or all these other... What's another one? Didn't 50 Cent have a terrible first yes, pitch? Yes, yes. Snoop Dogg, did he have a bad one? Yeah, I think... You know, a lot of people have had some bad first pitches. I don't know if we've ever seen one end up in a dugout. Yes, yes. That's how bad that was. My, my son was watching baseball bloopers the other day, and the old clip, God, this had to be even from like the early 2000s, I think it's the Marlins, and there's a truck going by in the background with the mascot, and the pitcher is warming up, and this truck must have threw him off, because instead of hitting the, the, the catcher, it went over the catcher, well over the catcher, and to the left, to his left, right of the catcher, and right through that truck's window. Did you ever oh, see that? No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious. Straight, uh, a fastball right through the passenger window. Uh, yeah. Who doesn't love some baseball bloopers? Oh, hell yeah. I love how the White Sox had a great sense of humor about it, too. Kudos to her. Yeah, everybody. Yes, everybody involved. Cameraman, too. Yeah, no, and they, I think they all handled it really well, because I, I do think she was... Um, understandably a little rattled by the whole thing. Yes. You know, she yes. hit a guy. Yes. Uh, fortunately, hit the camera and not his face. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, everyone handled it really well. White Sox handled it really well. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, you got to make light of something like yes, that. Yes. So same thing with the chugging of the beer. I think. Yes. We don't have to yes. be so serious about it. Absolutely. So uh, Matt Nagy was asked about that yesterday. Here's what he said. So, Matt, what did you see when you went back and watched the film then of the White Sox suite the other night and those guys? Um, you talking about chugging a beer? <laughs> Mitch is he's pretty good at it, <laughs> and Kyle's even better. So um, that was impressive. I'm, I was I was uh, you know Mitch did a good job. He's obviously you know at the age where he can do that, but the, ch the, the chugging not to promote it, but but I was proud of him, man. He, he aced the test. Can old, can old quarterbacks do that or not? Can what? Old quarterbacks can they still do that? You talking about me? <laughs> um, I plead the fifth. <laughs> I know you like to embrace the history here, and it's important for the current players. By the way, I do like Stella, though. I like Stella. Maybe Stella. You know? Chuck is slam Stella. Oh, yeah. Maybe. You know? I'm just hoping I get it for free now. <laughs> Come on, Pat. Spell it right. Come on. Did Pat call him old, by the way? He did call him old. I think they're only two years different. That's. Come on, Pat. Yeah. Uh, where, where's our friend Patrick Finley? Pat Finley could drink a beer. Pat Finley, can he just drinks his beers fast. Yes. Doing rounds with him is, he'll, he'll take two before you finish one. And that's not, I think, a criticism of us. Normal no, this is a, I'm trying beer to, drinking guys. This is a, I'm trying to, no, this is a casual setting, like dinner. Yes. If we go out to dinner... And we order beers. I'm not in a hurry to drink my beer. Just casually sitting there. 
And if I'm just drinking at like regular speed, by the time I get halfway through my beer, Pat's ordering a second. And I don't think it's correct. Yeah, I don't think it's anything he's doing either, like trying to get through it faster or trying to prove a point. It's just how he drinks his beer. Yes. And it, it when you're trying to like, hey, I buy this round, you buy this round. He messes everything up. Oh yeah, yeah. He gets the count off fast, quickly. I do like how Matt Nagy completely stiff arm Larry Mayer's serious question about yeah. I don't even know what something yeah. on, on the team website. I don't know, yeah, but probably, you know, Bears one hundred celebration, whatever. Yeah. Come on, Larry, get yeah. out of here. Well, we're talking about beer. Yeah, yeah I was going to ask who was the guy that wanted to switch the topic from beer so quickly. That like, is Larry Mayer. Who was having actually, fun and you want to get back to business? Get who out is, of here, dude. Who was actually awful to be in rounds with? He is very Pat, Pat's the the fast beer drinker, but Larry's the elusive beer drinker. You know what I mean? Like if it's it's time for a round down in Bourbonnet, he's gone. Where is oh, it? Oh yeah, and here yeah. you are buying him another MGD. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's going MGD. Bob Laguerre going Rolling Rock. Yes, yes, just. Oh, these old timers, man! This is some behind the scenes stuff. I didn't. Yes. Know, I didn't even yes. know that beat reporters drank beer. Oh yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, yeah, I had my first beer last week, so I'm just. I'm kind of new to it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I saw Mitch chug a beer, so I wanted to try it. Yeah, okay. Oh, yes, so, you were influenced. Yeah. And that's how you, you're like, oh, this is just how you do no. it, and you just chug the See, whole thing. See, I got a couple of remarks like like that on Twitter, and like, what, whatever. You know, have a sense of humor about the situation. It's not like college kids are going to be influenced by this. Just just go to anything on Instagram, and you'll see college kids chugging beers. Do your research. Do your research. You know, it's... It, <laughs> It's a PC world we live in. I get it, but like, there's some things that we don't have to be so sensitive about. Yes, we can have fun talking about beer. Oh man, we just both need a cheeseburger. Yeah, and cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers, I'm and a cheeseburger beer. After this, I just I lo- like a burger and a beer. I can't. I, I love that the Bears right now have a general manager and a head coach that are like normal people. Yeah, actually, I was going to go with that. Not everybody in the NFL is just a normal person. Yes. A lot of a lot of people are uh, are are. Not normal, <laughs> <laughs> to, to put it mildly. So, it, you know. And he's at least aware of it. He's, he has a sense of humor about it. Thanks. Actually, my feet are very ticklish. Yeah, let me stab that. Um, okay. Stella, though. I'm not chugging a Stella. I like a Stella with steak. I don't mind. I like a Stella with a steak. I don't mind Stella. I just don't know I'm chugging Stella. Stella. Yeah, that's a pass for me. No. Mm-mm. If I'm chugging a beer, it's first of all, I can't say I've chugged a beer in a really, really long time. I had a couple Sam Adams last night, the seasonal summer ale. Good oh, stuff. that's a good beer. Good stuff. Does your beer fridge change like mine does from seasons? Because last night I had it cooled down. I drank my last Guinness. Okay. And that's not coming back. That's a winter beer for me. Because it's heavy. I'll always have Guinness in my fridge Get a little in gassy. the winter. Um, and with the weather changing, I hadn't had one in a long time. I'm like, I got one left. I got to finish it. In the summer, it gets a lot more like, uh, you know, mostly pale ales and, okay. you, know, you know, some summer shandy in there a little bit. Kona, you know how much I love uh, Kona. I like Kona, yeah. Big Wave, yeah. and yeah. then they got they got a couple IPAs that have just a hint of. They're not really fruity beers; they're just kind of brewed with pineapple or something. I, like I, that. I think my problem comes summer. I have a lot of impulse buys. You know, like in life or just beer, in beer, oh. alcohol, <laughs> mainly beer. <laughs> you know, like people are coming over for barbecue. Run for the run to the store. Oh yeah, run through Mariano's. Oh yeah. Let's get the Sam Adams, you know, mix pack. Or we're up in Wisconsin. Oh, let's stop off at this grocery store, buy, you know, a couple 12 packs of Spotted Cow. So I think in my fridge, my basement fridge right now, we have Spotted Cow, Miller Lite, a couple Stella, and some Line Cool, Summer Shandy. This is a good segment. What's in your fridge right now? Yes. I think I got Modelo. Summer Ooh. Shandy and Kona Big Modelo is a good summer beer. I, I like it's Modelo because yeah. it's lighter for like hot sunny days, but it's not like crap beer. It still tastes good. It's good. No, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Modelo. Yeah. So, uh, all right. 
Um, there was this. We get a little bit of drama here, though, in the NFC North over this. So it may be a little bit of a controversy because, uh, let's face it, Mitch Trubisky owned Aaron Rodgers when he came to chugging the beer. Not even close. Yes. And uh, well, Matthew Stafford too. I see. I haven't seen the video, of Stafford, but yes, he did he's it. the one who started. He started it that night because he was watching the game in a bar. Before you know it, there's an Instagram photo uh, video from. I don't know, his buddies. Maybe it was his wife's or his buddy's wife. The night Rodgers couldn't jump the, the beer? The night Rodgers did it. So they have the game on in the background, and it's I, I don't know who the couple is, but they pan to Matthew Stafford. He's got a tall glass, pounds it right away. Wow. So Stafford. Stafford. Matthew Stafford started this. Okay. Patrick Mahomes did it at the Blues game. I saw that one. Yes. Yeah. So go on. I, sorry, go on. Yeah. So anyway, here's uh, Aaron Rodgers. He was asked about this yesterday. You know, if you want to go scotch, I feel pretty good about it. As far as those other guys, you know, uh, you know, for some of them, there's finally a, a talent where they can, you know, they can say they're better than me at. Damn. He strikes me as a guy who <laughs> stayed up and thought about that line for when he was going to be asked about it. I, I mean, he sounds legitimately hurt by what, yeah. what's unfolded here. And, and, and Joe, can you help me? Is he, he's saying he's going to chug scotch? Yeah, I'm not sure what the context of the scotch is. Maybe he, they were asking about the beer, and he said that he's, now, he's I would much not, more of a scotch drinker or something can, like that. I would not condone chugging scotch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. I would not promote that. Yeah. That would not be good. You could take a shot. Yes. Although I... Would recommend not taking shots of scotch, and I like to sip it. I'm a put, scotch put, drinker put myself. On the ice, yes. Um, usually, one ice cube is how I like it. But uh, and I applaud Aaron Rodgers for being a scotch drinker. Actually, but is he trying to say he could out chug Trubisky when it came to chugging scotch? <sighs> a slippery slope here, Aaron. Sounds like. But so. he strikes me again as a guy who was prepared. To, you, you ever read that Mina Kimes story on him? Where he like recorded his own interview of himself. No, wait. What? So this ESPN profile where she's interviewing him, she puts her phone down to record. He put his phone down to record. All right. So he's very. Um, I don't know. What's the, oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're yeah, talking about. So, now. so what's the word I, I'm yeah, looking for? So, what, let me just clarify what you're saying. You're saying that they had an interview, and just admit he was so paranoid that the reporter in the situation could change his words. He kept a recording of the interview Correct. itself just as like collateral. Correct. Yes. So to hear him say this, the first time I saw I saw it in, in a meme the first time I saw it. So the second time actually hearing the audio, uh, it strikes me as a guy who thought about this and wanted to be sure to snap back. You know, this was on his mind, we should say. Yeah. Okay. I do think uh, it was a calculated response, but it's not like yes. it was an in-depth one. Calculated. I, I, I think, uh, you know, he's just said basically what the, the truth, like, I'm the best, yeah. come get me. Can you re-rack that, Joe? Yeah, sure. I mean, he he's, uh, look, he's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong, and he's in a position where he could say, and also... By the way, I like that we're all having fun with this. Yes, yes. It, it's adding to the intrigue and the and, and a little yes, bit to the rivalry. Absolutely. To take a serious turn with this, he may be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. But I think we reached the point at the end of his legacy, and, he, and he's I think he's very well aware of this. You have the Ty Don story from Bleacher Report that criticizes criticizes him as how he is as a leader. He has one Super Bowl on his resume. He has the MVPs, but he has one Super Bowl win. He's got a new coach. The the stories of him and his, you know, Mike McCarthy's discord. It's out there. Yeah. You know, his legacy is changing. It's it's out there for the taking in a sense. And I think he senses his, his maybe his NFL NFL mortality. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, Joe, why don't you go ahead and play that again? You know, if you want to go scotch, I feel pretty good about it. As far as those other guys, you know, uh, you know, for some of them, there, there's finally a, a talent where they can, you know, they can say they're better than me at. And, and and again, that's fair. And to, I think you're actually you're right. Now i I still think Rogers is pretty damn good. I do too. And, and I think if he's healthy, he could. But he has. He's going to have a chip healthy. on his shoulder. Yeah. I, that's a big, that's a good question. I mean, how is he going to stay healthy? I mean, that happened in the first game of the season, and. <sighs> Cleo Max is going to be coming after him week one again. Yes, yes. So, I mean, the idea of an Aaron Rodgers revenge tour 
is pretty scary for any team. And I've seen, NFC, I, I've seen a couple of people predict that. Yes. Isolating Rodgers and his mindset and him having a chip on his shoulder, I get all that. But I that's the story of his career, is it not? Yes. That, that Going back to the tight end story of when he was passed up in the draft and lasted to, what, 24, 27? I forget when he was drafted. But yeah. when I think it was Alex Smith was the first overall pick that year. You know, that chip on the shoulder, he's carried with him his, his whole career. This is just more fuel to that fire that's continued to make him who he is. I just don't know that the Packers are any good enough to let that happen. Yeah. It's a good I, think I think they're going to have a decent middle-of-the-road defense. Mike Patton's a good defensive coordinator. They made some upgrades uh, with their pass rushers. But if you compare their pass rushers, the guy they signed is Darius Smith, Preston Smith, right? Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they're guys. They're, Khalil they're, they're Mack. above guys, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, you know, I think it compare, uh, it, like, sort of like the Bears signing Pernell McPhee. Yeah, that's fair. Like, you, you're overpaying for a good, not great pass rusher. Yes, which is something new, at least in recent history, for the Packers to do. Because you had the GM change. Again, there's a lot of changes that happened in Green Bay. And by the way, their head coach at Torres Achilles. Yes, playing basketball. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe... Well, a lot of things going on up there. Maybe you should not play basketball in your 30s. Or not be soft. Jesus. Yes, Joe. You know, I'm starting to get really frustrated, though, because I have now, for about three weeks, been able to walk completely normal, no limping. I still can't play basketball. I can't cut. Do you have any video proof of whether you can play or play not or not play? Well, I have video, <laughs> I have video proof that I can still shoot. <laughs> Don't get him started, Joe. <laughs> I wish Don't I, smile at me over this. You know what I need? I need more support. I need more support in my life. I'm not pe- going to get it on this I need, podcast. I need people to stop telling me you to stop playing. No. I, need, I need people to say, you could do this. I want you to play and have a hashtag comeback and give us a video of it all. Well, I'd say, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be back for Bourbon A, but we know who won't show up to the game. No, so we'll be there. We'll be there. You guys heard it right there. We're he, back. He said he'd be there. So if he's not, if he's hung over... From chugging too many beers at TJ Donlin's. <laughs> Not a good enough excuse. Uh, all right. Some serious stuff with the Bears, though, before we get out of here. Uh, this kicker. Yesterday was sort of special teams day at OTAs. Yep. Got a chance to talk to the kickers um, and and talk to Chris Tabor, the Bears special teams coordinator. So this idea of Augusta silence, we've seen this. We've actually talked about this the last couple weeks. And now we just have a name for it. Correct, this, yes. Kind of, they're calling it Gus the Silence. But we've already talked about how in practice uh, they have stopped practices. That actually goes back to rookie minicamp. Stop practice at any given moment. Have the kicker. One kicker is called upon. You have to make this kick right now. Everybody around them, complete silence. It just sort of puts the pressure on. They yeah. don't know when it's coming. They got to be ready to all of a sudden, nope, whistle blows. Everyone stops what they're doing. Kicker needs to make a kick. Yeah. You know, I talked to Pat O'Donnell and Pat Scales about it a little bit yesterday. And the words they kept using were unique and eerie. Because you're used to... For the to, silence? Yes, you're used to the silence. You're used to trash talking. You're used to, you know, applause or whatnot, jeers. But nothing but silence other than the, the wind through the... The trees over there in the backfields of Hallis Hall. Put some pressure on yeah. the snapper and yeah, holder, yeah. too. I think it was, yeah, exactly. Yes, they fit, they feel it. Uh, I think O'Donnell was the one who used the word eerie. It just The, the silence can be eerie for you, um, especially when you know everybody's watching. We always forget about that. Though. Everybody does. The whole snap operation that goes into a field goal. Yeah. And sometimes there's little things that are almost not even noticeable that matter. So... You know, it's kind of cool that they do that. Yeah. Uh, here's what I found more interesting than the Augusta Silence, because we've kind of already covered that. We just have a name for it now. Uh, it was Tabor breaking down the kickers. And this is kind of what I'm worried about, because in his own words, he said, they look, they all have their own different attributes, okay? Um, Eddie Pinheiro is the big soccer leg. Yeah. Right? You used to play soccer as a big leg. Okay, that's his. They traded for him. He's got the big leg. Um, Elliot Fry, which I will agree with, I think kicks the best ball. Yeah. And Tabor said he kicks a great ball, usually straight. If it 
if it leaks at all, it's leaking straight. Like it's leaking towards the middle of the post. Yes. Or not the middle of the post. Jesus. Middle of between the posts. Yes. Don't want to be hitting the posts. Double doinks. Yes. Triple doinks. That's how you get them. Uh, and then the way you describe Chris Blewett is like he's the clutch guy. Yeah. Because he's got the kick against Clemson on the road at Clemson. Pitt upset them. Most people remember that game a few years ago, and Blewett hit the 48-yard. I mean, that for a college kicker on the road against Clemson, I think was number, number one. Number one or number two at that point, right? Yeah, up there. Um, that's a big-time kick to hit. It's also a few years ago. Guys never kicked in the NFL. Yes. So, you know, ideally you want to have a kicker that can do all these things. Have a big leg. Ball goes straight. Can kick in the clutch. Yes. I mean, I can think of a kicker the Bears used to have that could do all that, but, um, you know, that's neither here or there. Yeah. Well, he's in the area. He is in the area. And he's also Instagramming videos of what he's doing. Yeah. Which I believe is kicking straight kicks very far. Through the uprights. Also probably with a gust of silence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can't imagine wherever he's kicking, there's lots of noise. Yes. I'm just I'm trying not to be negative about this whole kicker thing, but I'm still waiting, and, and it's hard because we only can see one practice a week right now, and I think it'll become a little bit more clear in training camp and yes. certainly the preseason games. I'm interested to see how this plays out in the preseason. Yeah, because like they're gonna have to. Um, like I can almost see a scenario where like Nagy opts to kick on third down. Yeah, just to make sure they they get it. Like, they might be in the right spot where he wants to test the kickers in the game. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And you don't want them to get a first down because you want to see the field goal. Right. You want to see the kick. It, does that make right, sense? Right, right. You, like, can't, I, you I, can't have a game where you're shut out and don't have any opportunities to, to have your kickers get the opportunities they need to, to win the job. I might actually ask Nagy about that next week. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. It's still June. But, like, that actually makes sense to me. Yes. Like, if you're at the 35-yard line and it's, like, third and one or third and two, and you're later in the game. Your starters aren't yeah. in the game. You know, you got like third stringers out there or something. It's the fourth quarter of preseason game. I would kick the field goal. Yeah. I'd want to know how the kickers handle the situation. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff we could be dealing you, you with. You know what? In, in terms of people just making out or making out, making out, hello, making oh. out, freaking out. Now we're freaking making out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Get your head right. Get your head right, Adam. Freaking out over the, I guess, the sheer number of. Holy Moses. <laughs> Out of the sheer number of misses. One, we don't get to see every single day. So maybe one day they miss, one day they don't miss. It, it happens. Yeah, okay? I'm not worried about that. I'm not even keeping track of that. I'm just waiting to be blown away by one and of these guys. We're also just going, going to say that Cody Parkey like, did not miss much during his practices last year. There was a day in Bourbon a that everybody was going nuts because he was so accurate that he was hitting... The, of course, he was hitting something. He, he was hitting the the camera pole, which is directly between the uprights and just as tall as them. You know what I'm talking about? The camera cart yeah. with the, the, the sky camera, whatever you want to call it. He remember when he hit it like five times in a row in Bourbonnet from various distances? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he was dead center on all those kicks and made them all. Fans were going nuts. And then you saw what happened in the regular season. So... <laughs> Look, maybe a little adversity, some misses right now are okay because we've seen people be fantastic. Connor Barth was good in practice. We've seen him be fantastic in practice. Getting to the game is different. So seeing them miss, hey, it could be good for him. That's why I think in these preseason games, you're going to want to see as many kicks as possible. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they balance that this year. Uh, didn't we pick kickers? Yeah, I got Elliot Fry. You have Fry? Um... You got Pinero. I was going to say, okay, I have Pinero and Joe's got everybody else. Yeah, the field. Oh, the field. Yes, yes. Does that include Blewett? Yes. We haven't, no. made, a, we no. haven't made our bet yet here. Yet. Yeah, I know. We got to come up with a bet. Yeah, Loser. I did not get Blewett. It was everybody except Blewett. Losers have to chug a beer. Easy peasy, baby. And then it becomes a race between the two chug, people that lost. Chug some scotch. <laughs> chug some scotch. No. Yeah, no. We need to come up with a trivia question for this week to give away spots. That would have been a good one. Who did we have in the kicker competition? Yeah. 
Dang. Blew it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Any other observations from OTAs? Uh, Javon Wims. Don't forget about him. Yeah, it, that I, that's somebody that's I'm not sure quite what's going on yet, but seeing what we saw yesterday, just keep him in mind come Bourbon 8. Making some plays. The wide receivers room is just fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh, wonder if any of them can kick. <laughs> so Nagy's described the position for Cordell Patterson as Trojan. 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 Trojan, man. Yes. Oh, geez, you are really in the sewers today. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he is. <laughs> that's a clip you need in that little iPad. <laughs> do, they still, do they still have those commercials? I don't know, but why is that his nickname? <laughs> Trojan. I mean, if you're in the locker room and you find out his position is Trojan, do you not just... Walk around saying that, right? I'm not the only one who could be doing that. His teammates have to be doing <laughs> yeah, that. Right? I, would, I would hope so, and I would actually be very disappointed if they're not. Right? I'd like to see him get his hands on more balls. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thanks. Keep, right. keep it PG here, Vic. Yeah, I know. You know, we're trying to expand his package. Has he struggled with expanding his package? Stop it, Dal. Come on, Dal. Come on. Yeah. All right. Get your crap together in New York. There. What's going on out there? Any, anyway. I imagine it's in reference to the Trojan horse. Just don't know what's coming. Surprise. Well, that, I'm going to let that one go, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a good one, though. Javon Wims. Yes. Yes. Cordell Patterson talked yesterday. He's going to be interesting to watch. Yes. Because this, right, this is the right team for him to be on, the right coach for him to have to kind of utilize the Swiss Army knife that he... Right. I mean, just in terms, like, it's hard to get a feel for defensive players because they're not allowed to do anything. But if we're wrapping up OTAs, like, players who have been noticeable to me, like Javon Wims has been one, Allen Robinson has been one, David Montgomery, just in terms of going back to the eye test we're talking about, the Bears might have something here. Yeah, yeah. It, it's always hard with running backs because, you know, they're not wearing pads. Even when they are wearing pads, you can't tackle them. He does not move like Jordan Howard. Yeah, there was a, there was a uh, even back in rookie minicamp, there was one play he had. I think he caught a ball out of the backfield where it was the just... The one down the sideline. It was more fluid. It was there's just a different little gear to him yeah. that you can see even in the shorts. But, but even when he gets to the second level, like going back to Tariq Cohen and being like, oh, there's something going on here. I remember Jarrell Freeman talking to us about Tariq Cohen, like, oh, I know we're just in shorts, but I got to keep up with this guy. Mm -hmm. There are similar qualities. And and look, Dave Montgomery is not as fast or as quick as Tariq Cohen. He's he's not. But when he gets to the second level, there is another element in terms of these short area bursts, these these quickness in the hole, whatever you want to call it. You, You scout lingo, whatever, that Jordan Howard lacked. And you can see it. Even though they're in shorts, it's different. It looks different than what Jordan Howard is able to do once he hits the second gear. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, we need to come up with a trivia question for listeners to uh, qualify this week. Again, we'll have three winners this week to uh, join us for our Ask Us Anything podcast Wednesday, June 26th. It's in the evening, uh, probably around 6 o'clock. We'll get all the details to our winners. Of course, we get to attend, and you are allowed a plus one. Uh, make sure you can come, though, Wednesday, June 26th. If you can't come, please do not uh, call in to our voicemail line and give us the answer to the following question. Which So the first week, we kind of rewarded our longer-time listeners. Last week, we rewarded those that like to be creative and interact with our voicemails. This week, we're going to reward maybe some of our newer listeners, just at least listeners who are listening last season, um, as well, because we want to kind of spread out the love here. Uh, but here it is. What kind of animal was running across the field as we were recording our post-game episode after the playoff game in January? Bears-Eagles. That's a good one. We were recording the post-game podcast, and right in the middle of it, an animal was running across Soldier Field. It scored a touchdown, I believe. It was 
I believe it stopped short of the one yard at the one yard line, but then went in. Yeah, and I think I did the play by play of whatever he was doing. Yes. Oh, it's a he. Oh, I guess yeah, could be a she. I don't, don't want to give any know. more clues. Away. Yes. <laughs> that that is it. Uh, give us the answer three one two 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 fifty fifty. That's our voicemail line. You call in. We're able to track who calls in first. First three winners with that first three callers with that answer will be our winners and attend our Ask Us Anything podcast Wednesday, June twenty sixth, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? No. Bears 100 celebration this weekend. Who are you looking forward to seeing? You. Oh, well, thanks, Adam. So nice. I'm trying. Look, I'm trying to get excited for us. I hinted at this earlier. I'm not a huge fan of these conventions, especially in the summer when I want to be outside. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to get excited. I'm excited for some of the panels. Okay. Over the weekend. Um there, there's one with Virginia and George McCaskey that I think will be interesting. We don't get to hear from Virginia all that much. No. Uh, there's one, I think Nagy Pace and Ted Phillips are doing one together. Yes. That one's going to be interesting. Yeah. I think there's one with Champ Kelly, Mark Sadowski, and Josh Lucas, which are Pace's chief lieutenants. Unfortunately, I think that's at the exact same time as the Pace-Nagy one. Yes. But that, that's another one. Wish I could be in two Dan places. Dan Pompey is going to be in one. Uh, then you have the quarterbacks. That one will be interesting. McMahon and Trubisky. Yes. Oh, man, if Cutler was there. I'm going to have to miss that one, though. Yeah. I got a, I got a T-ball game. Yeah, right I got a T-ball game, too. Yeah. But I would, yeah, McMahon and Trubisky would be a good one. You yeah. guys are playing T-ball? Yeah. Yeah, we we started our own T-ball team. We, yes. We kind of yeah. got sick of our kids, um, so we just started our own. Adult T-ball league. Who needs to pitch? You know what I would love to do, actually, is pl- a stickball game. You ever play stickball? Yeah. I got. Wait. I have actual stickball bats. Okay. taped up in my garage. We used to play all the time, and you just get on a little little league field with fences. Actually, we got one right out here, and we could play. Let's do it. Did you ever play pinners? Pinners? Yes. No. The tennis ball off the stairs. Do you have a different name for it? Tennis ball off the stairs. Like you just throw it off the stairs. Yes. And do what? Well, if it goes in the street, it's like a double. If it goes over the street, it's a uh-huh. home run. Is that just the Northwest Side Chicago game? Yeah, never heard of it. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I never. Yeah. Even Joe's never heard of that. Okay. <laughs> you can edit that, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's get out of here. Good stuff. Good episode. Fun episode. Uh, Bears 100 this weekend. We'll get you all the coverage on next week's podcast and Bears Minicamp. Veteran Minicamp uh, steps it up a notch and then. Everyone goes home for the summer for six weeks before Bourbon A starts. Wow. Pinners is a Chicago neighborhood game played on the front stoop or walls with angled bricks and stones, which can be used to pop the ball up in the air. Thank you, Wikipedia. This is where I had the old, the old uh, Bruce Weber drop. References and accounts of playing exist at 1949 or earlier. Adam, is he creating this page as he's telling yeah, us, yeah, or, he, or is he reading? Yeah. No, he just wrote all that yeah, down. Yeah, he just wrote it all down. No. Okay, we're going to tweet it with the episode. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. That's where you can apparently see Pinner's stuff. Uh, <laughs> Joe Romano's, at Joey Joe Rowe. Give him a follow. Read us, WGNRadio.com slash BearsTheAthletic.com on the Athletic app. I was reading some of that this morning. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify. Rate and review the podcast. Tell a friend right now, before next week, tell a friend about the podcast. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. This package just continues to grow and grow, Joe.